0: Good morning, and welcome to New York Sports and Beyond on 98.7 ESPN, where our goal every week is to entertain, enlighten, and expose you to information that can lead to positive change in your life. I'm Larry Hardesty. This morning, we'll meet Nico Mello and Mark Vialone. they They're members of Route 48. They support Still I Run, which is a group that brings awareness to those facing mental health challenges through sports. It's interesting. So if you're preparing a nice Sunday breakfast or chilling on a Sunday morning or, you know, Getting ready for an early sunrise service on an early run. Thanks for stopping by. We'll begin this edition of New York Sports and Beyond after this timeout. Route 48 is a group of 10 runners currently who are supporting Still I Run. Still I Run is a community where people can share their experience of dealing with depression and anxiety through running or any type of physical activity. They encourage one another to take time out of their busy lives to run for mental health. Through various programs they offer, their goal is to educate others about running for mental health, raise mental health awareness, provide encouragement to others, and help people experiencing hardship and get started in their running journey. Join me in welcoming Nico Mello and Mark Bealone to New York Sports and Beyond. Hey, boys, how are you this morning?
1: Doing super well, Larry. Thank you so much for having us. We really do appreciate it. It's honestly an honor to be here. Um, on your show, and, and we really, you know, look forward to having this conversation about kind of our project.
0: And you know what, Mark, I'm going to start with you. Um, just give me an idea about Still I Run. What is it? How can people get involved in it? Give me, give me the genesis of the organization.
2: Absolutely. So, Still I Run is a community of of mental health uh, warriors. Um, they have created an organization that empowers people through running. Um, mainly focusing on a sport because, you know, running is accessible, right? And anyone is, you know, can start um, on a new path through running. And they have a number of resources that, again, empower people um, to overcome mental health stigmas and all the adversities um, that come with mental health issues. So it's a perfect uh, organization for us as a group that we wanted to support um, and something that we are all inspired by.
0: Nico, wh- what is not being shown? What, is, what are we not understanding about mental health issues right now what is it that we're missing
1: well for me honestly i think it's 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 kind of the, the comfort around having these conversations i think generally in society um, people are a little hesitant to share that they're struggling with mental health um and so you know in, in in the society we live in if if you show any weakness um you know and mentally people kind of have a judgment behind that and and so i think that's something that we're missing is having these conversations and having people feel comfortable enough to share that they're struggling with certain things at certain times and, and not feeling like that's something, a sign of weakness. It's actually a sign of strength. Um, so for me personally, and I think for the group, that's, that's one big reason why we wanted to do what we're doing. Um, we wanted to you know, create awareness and, and have people feel like they have a community and, and support to be heard um, when they're going through a difficult time.
0: And, Mark, as you and, and the other folks in your group who are doing this running, which we'll talk about in a second, as you reach out to folks that you talk to who have relatives who are dealing with uh, mental health issues and who really need that support, what, what, do, what is the conversation like with them and, and folks in your group about how important what you're doing is and how much of an impact it has on their lives? So
2: for us, it's, it's important just to start was to, to raise awareness. I think awareness is huge because mental health is something that is hidden. If you see someone that has a broken leg, you know they have a broken leg because they're wearing a cast. Someone who has mental health issues, it's not super apparent initially. So um, when we have those conversations with people, for us, it's very inspiring to know that we've already been able to make a change just through going on a series of runs Um so it's, it's been super rewarding in that aspect, but it's also been eye-opening to see how many people are currently affected by mental health issues.
0: Mm, it's interesting. All right, guys, tell me about the 4x4x48 challenge.
2: So David Goggins um, is probably the most well-known uh, mental health warrior in the world, and uh, he set out to run four miles in every four hours for 48 hours. Um, He did this initially to raise awareness for mental health. So we wanted to put a little spin on it. So we created Route 48 with a group of 11 former athletes. Uh, We bought and renovated a school bus, drove it out to Salt Lake City, um, and started in Salt Lake City and drove throughout the West to different scenic destinations um, and finished in Santa Monica. So it was an incredible journey. Uh, We have plenty of amazing stories. That was just it. We ran 48 miles in 48 hours and... Not all of us were runners. We were all athletes, but running 48 miles in 48 hours is not easy, as as you can imagine. Mm -mm. Uh, So it was a challenge for us, but we came out the other side of it feeling empowered and inspired. So it was uh, an incredible journey.
0: Nico, that sounds like seven marathons.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That definitely felt like it, I can say. My legs are not happy with me right now.
0: So why did you guys decide that that was the best way to bring awareness to mental health and, and folks who are uh, you know suffering from mental health
1: um well i think i think it ties in the project ties into like as we as we spoke about um really it's, it's about how running can can help kind of clear the mind and, and help kind of balance your life back out i think for us you know i speak personally i was an athlete and so a big reason why for me mental health is important i struggled throughout the transition out of being an athlete and one thing that really helped me and always did was, was, uh, running. And so during that time where I'd, I'd take, you know, 30 minutes of my day to go on a run, uh, it was always that moment where I just can think to myself, clear my mind and then get back to, to good a place mentally. And so for us, it just made sense to do this unbelievably difficult challenge that requires running, um, to push our bodies and our minds to the test, not, not for our, not just for ourselves and the group, but doing it, you know, for a bigger cause and for a bigger reason than, than, than just ourselves. And one of the kind of create a platform for people to, to kind of reach out and uh, and feel supported. You know, wow, look at these group of guys who are putting themselves in really uncomfortable positions, you know, for us is kind of the idea. And, and so it, it's been an extremely, extremely uh, amazing experience so far. We've gotten some unbelievable messages from people, uh, you know, who are willing and strong enough to share their stories with us. Um, and they just say thank you for what you're doing and, and how they're so proud and, and feel so supported. So it's, it's been a special experience for us.
0: And, Mark, give me your background now. What, what made you decide to get involved in this? What, what, uh, what was your area of expertise as an athlete?
2: So I'm actually a former runner. Uh, I ran track and cross country uh, in college and also mm-hmm. played sports growing up. Um, Nico and one of our other friends, David, um, actually had the idea to kind of start this challenge. Nico is the only one in the group that was completed the challenge last year. Um, and they came to me, and um, I jumped at it, not even really knowing about the bus or really what the project was, but just something that I wanted to be a part of. Um, and for me, running has um, always been an empowering sport for us um, and how we were able to, again, inspire other people to um, overcome whatever they're dealing with through running, um, because running is an accessible sport. You mm. don't have to have any equipment. You don't have to go to a court. You can just – Leave wherever you are. If it's at your apartment or your house, and you can either start a walk or a run, and running is is measurable, right? So I think it's really important for people to kind of understand if they're how they're improving and progressing. Uh, so if you're mentally uh, in a rut um, or in a bad place, um, it's a very accessible way to get them, create change for yourself. Um, so as a runner, it's it's definitely a, a head game, right? Because it can be seen as an individual sport. So um, through it, you really are able to establish mental toughness. Um, and so it's something that I've learned throughout my running career. Um, and luckily through this, I've been able to pass on uh,
1: to other people.
0: So, Nico, what's the secret in finishing this?
1: <laughs> the secret, I mean, honestly, it's, it's, when your body's telling you, don't do this anymore, it's just ignoring it. It's um, <laughs> is, is honestly the secret. Yeah, it was, I, I can tell you this year for me, it's a lot easier than last year when I did it by myself in, in my neighborhood. Um, you know, just having these guys supporting us, um, you know, the whole group together doing it, just made it an unbelievable experience. And you're kind of distracted, right? You feel, uh, you know, you're doing these scenic runs in these amazing places and you're doing it with mm-hmm. an unbelievable group of guys. Um, definitely, definitely made it 100 times easier this year than last year.
0: My guests are Mark Villalón and Nico Mello. They are part of a group who run a 4 x 4 by 48 challenge to support Still I Run, which is a group that is promoting mental health awareness. You're listening to New York Sports and Beyond here on 98.7 ESPN. I'm Larry Hardesty. When we return, so what happens when the athletes aren't running? They take a bus. No, 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 no. Not just any bus. We'll explain next on 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for stopping by New York Sports and Beyond on 98.7 ESPN. I'm Larry Hardesty. Let's continue my conversation with Nico Mello and Mark Villalón from Route 48, supporting Still I Run, an organization that brings attention to mental awareness. All right, Mark, how did you guys get this bus and take me through the renovation of it? I'm going to pass
2: that one over to Nico because he actually was, um, him and two other guys took the lead on the whole, everything related to the bus. So Nico, go ahead and tell him about how that went down.
1: So initially when we, when we had the idea for this project, I'll start with it. Um, we were kind of like, Oh, it'd be amazing to do it in, in a, in a specific, you know, really scenic location. We were only thinking one at the time. Um, but then I, you know, looking back, I I have a friend from college. He actually ran track and field at UNC as well. And he actually renovates school buses and and vans as like a side job as a hobby. And he's unbelievable at it. And so what we did was we reached out and kind of told him the story about the, you know, the challenge and what we're doing it for. And, And within two minutes, he was already like, all right, I'm about to go on a run and let's figure out this, uh, what we're going to do. And, and then he had a, kind of the idea of maybe we do it on a school bus, you know, and we can renovate it together. And, and then from then on, it was the, the process of uh, finding a school bus. Luckily, we had somebody who, who knows kind of how it works. Um, he kind of led us through that. But it was, you know, a hilarious experience. I, for, for half of the time, I had to work on getting a commercial driver's license.
0: Hmm. Um, so
1: I was going to the DMV. And uh, one of the funnier stories was actually so, in order to get a CDL, a commercial driver's license, you need to have a specific physical. And so when I walk into this place they're looking at me like they're really so confused of what I'm doing at this at this specific physical uh location for for the CDL. And cuz obviously you know the majority of people are older men um you know a little bit bigger and I'm over here a youngster. I look like I'm 18 uh walking in to get the CDL and everyone's looking at me like I think you're in the wrong location. Um so that was that was always a really funny uh memory from that. But uh, but yeah, so what we ended up doing was purchasing the bus in North Carolina, which is uh, where our friend lives and, and, and works out of, where he builds his buses. Mm-hmm. And So we went and spent the two weeks out in, in Raleigh, North Carolina, helping build this bus, um, obviously having to purchase it, empty it all out, clean it out as much as possible, um, and then get it ready. So we had a two-week time frame uh, from what we had planned out. So we built it in two weeks. Um, and then from then on, it was just kind of head over west to drive the bus out to Salt Lake for the... Beginning of the run.
0: Now, what's in this bus, Nico?
1: Ooh, we tried to build it to create kind of like a... so. We have two separate areas, right? And it's separated mm-hmm. by a shower, which we built ourselves, and uh, and a restroom that we built as well. Um, so we have in the back of the bus, we actually have twelve bunk beds um, that we that we built into this bus, and and it's uh, it was a really funny experience. We had so many different you know concepts and blueprints of what it was going to look like. Um, But we also have to work with, like, what's actually feasible. Um, So in the back, we have, like, 12 bunk beds. You know, everybody's kind of sharing this this space. There's really no privacy for the the last two days um, or personal space. So we all just got extremely close. Um, And then on the front of the bus, we actually built, like, a social area for for everybody to kind of, you know, talk and socialize and kind of, you know, build that camaraderie. So we have two sofas. We have a TV that we put in here so we can uh, play some Mario Kart along the way or watch Netflix um and stuff like that so yeah we we definitely created a cool little balance of like a rest place in the back and uh a social area in the front
0: so mark take me through this now the first time you get on this bus because i'm telling you from what i'm hearing this is not like this is not like the school buses i bounced around in when i was in school uh what was your thought process when you got on the bus
2: absolutely blown away (laughs) so we all knew that they were renovating the bus in North Carolina, right? And they were going to drive it out to Salt Lake City. Everyone flew in to start the run. We get on this bus. It's decked out. They, we have benches, so many snacks. It's like summer camp. Your mind is going crazy. There's a shower, there's a bathroom. You walk to the back, there's like several bunk beds, memory foam mattresses. And we're all just so excited. We were saying we're buzzing, we're like over the moon about how incredible it's going to be. I think the coolest part about the bus is that, in a way, like Nico was saying, the way it was designed, it fostered such a strong sense of camaraderie. Mm. And we all, at certain points, sometimes everyone was sleeping in the back. Other times, everyone was in the front just, like, sitting, like, knee-to-knee and just talking and getting excited for the next run. So the bus is amazing. The bus is from 1998, (laughs) which is really funny, I thought. Um, But, yeah, it all came together, and uh, it couldn't have worked out more perfectly. Um, but yeah, when they got it, it was super bare bones. It wasn't like, this isn't like a super nice RV home, uh, by any means, uh, but it came together. So, um, we were slumming it for a bit and it was super tight, but, um, we wouldn't have wanted it any other way.
0: Nick, I'm telling you, I'm, it's, it's hard for me to imagine 12 bunk beds, a shower and an entertainment area in a school bus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Definitely. I, I'll tell you this. I have never in my life had so many splinters from the build. Oh, my gosh, yeah, it was, it was insane. My hands were hurting for a couple of days after the, the build was done.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it was. For each of you, what is it about Still I Run that made you say, you know what, we really want to get together and try to do something to really support what they're doing?
1: So for me, um, it was really just the fact that, that first they want to, you know, have this conversation and, and using running and exercise, as that platform to have a conversation and, and, and help people, um, you know, through sport and running get over, uh, some difficult times to me that resonated so much and, and it was so easy to, to, you know, um, I guess feel, you know, be aligned with is, is the way I want to say it. Like we aligned perfectly. And after speaking to, to the president, her name is Sasha. Um, she, she was just so aligned on, on, you know, what we're trying to do in terms of running uh, and, and why we run every single day. And like I said earlier, it's, it's, it's a way for me to, to breathe and, and, uh, you know, balance my life back out. And it's a moment mm-hmm. for me to think to myself and, and that's exactly what they're doing. And, and that's what they use it for is kind of that, that platform for them to, to, to push out and say, Hey, running and exercise is going to help your body and help your mind, you know, so much more than so many other things. And so that was pretty special, uh, for still I run to, to do that. And that's why we chose them.
0: Mark, how about you?
2: Yeah, no, it's a good question. I have, I have a little bit of a, a sad story to share um, to that end. Um, but I'll just start with, you know, the, the effects of um, mental health are very positive and very negative in, in many ways. Um, and when it comes to sport, sport has the potential to change your mindset, right? So when I was in high school, um, we had a great team of cross-country runners and track runners. Um, and one of my teammates, his name is actually Miles. Um, and he was super passionate about running, and about our whole team um, and the camaraderie that came with the sport. Even though sometimes running seemed like an individual sport, um, we had a really close knit group. Um, so after uh, high school, uh, Miles uh, went on you know his own path um, and had some difficulties when it came to, when it came to mental health. Um, Long, long story short, is he actually ended up uh, taking his own life. Oh. Um, and it was shocking for, for all of us to kind of see that happen um, because it's not something you expect. And you know, t- something I touched on before is the effects of mental, mental health can be hidden. Um, and I just look back on all the, the good times that we had when we were running, we were all together, and you know, how strong that was. I think looking back on it, it probably meant a lot more to him and even to others than you know, re- re- they realized in the moment so when it comes to running and supporting still, I run, um, I just have a, a pretty good understanding of how meaningful it really can be for people. Um, again, just having impacts through sport, um, and the, uh, the power it has, you know, to change the way people live. Um, so it was no brainer for us and, um, we're super excited with you know everything that's, that's come of it. Um, you know, when we started, we were only, uh, had a goal of raising $5,000. We're almost at $20,000. And that's, wow. uh, I think, a testament to the fact of how important uh, everything that we're doing is.
0: So, all right. So, that's a great segue to let's give some information out for websites. Uh, if people who are listening who want to donate money, uh, give us some websites that that can happen with, guys.
1: We actually have an Instagram page. It's uh, official route 48. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to give us a follow, we have obviously all the videos and um, you know, from along the, the destinations that we went through and, and some cool little content for everybody. And then you can also donate through give.classy.org Backlash root 48 is our uh, donation page.
0: Okay, give that again, Nico.
1: Give.classy.org Backlash root 48.
0: Okay, because you know how that is. You, somebody's listening and they're running to get their pen, us us older folks who don't use our smartphones to write stuff down there. And when you're saying that, (laughs) the pen ran out. Or I couldn't find one. It it always (laughs) happens during those situations. I always like to say it twice. 100%. Nico Mello and Mark Villalona, my guests, you're listening to New York Sports and Beyond here on 98.7 ESPN. They are part of Route 48. They run four miles every four hours for 48 hours in 12 different locations between Salt Lake City and Los Angeles, all for mental health awareness. And they are supporting Still I Run, which is a fabulous organization that's helping folks who deal with mental health awareness. Guys, uh, let me share this with you. And Nico and I kind of talked about it uh, before the show, and that is—it is amazing to me. And I've—I've I've been covering sports now for longer than the two of you have been alive together. And <laughs> what I find out is that people usually look at athletes. I'm making a broad generalization here, guys. That people look at athletes sometimes like they're not human beings, like they don't have families, they don't have personal lives, they don't have—they're—they're they're just there for our enjoyment. And I think, not to get on the soapbox on the Sunday morning, but I do think that sometimes the betting and, and, and the fantasy kind of depersonalizes them even more, right? Because we're looking at them because we want them to make sure that they win us fantasy points. And they may be somebody that we're rooting against our own team, but we want them because we need the fantasy points. And my whole point about this is that I think that as more and more athletes – Pros have talked about mental health awareness, have talked about depression, uh, the situation with Paul George last year because they were in the bubble because of COVID during the NBA uh, finals and and during the postseason, uh, how that affected him. And I think we look at it as athletes to say, oh, come on, you guys are stronger than that. And the reason we view that, and you guys can chime in here, and I'll start with you, Mark, is because as athletes, and I play basketball, not great, but I play basketball, is that we're taught to keep those emotions inside, right? We're taught not to deal with trash talk when people trash talk, don't, don't let it show that they're getting to you. We're taught to keep everything inside. So when, you, so when somebody as an athlete has the courage to step out and say, you know what, I've got some issues here. I, I really need to talk about it. it it's, it's uncomfortable, but I really applaud their bravery because it's not easy to do.
2: It's not easy. It's not easy. Uh, to your point, Early on, when, as, as an athlete, when it starts, you are coached to be strong, to be tough, not to be weak. Um, but I think it's important to understand that through weakness, you grow. Uh, it means so much more to be an athlete today than it did maybe 20, 30, 40 years ago. And I think it's amazing to see that shift. Um, athletes now have strong voices uh, and empowering voices um, hey, none of, none of us are uh, professional athletes like the ones that you were talking about. Um, but through what we were doing, I think, again, it's very inspiring for people to see. Um, so I think the general um, population will always look to athletes as people who are strong um, and have achieved different things. Um, but I think now the voice is not something of um, just pure strength. Um, it's more about having a conversation more about, again, inspiring others to um, be successful in their own right. Um, there's a runner, Elliot Kipchoge, is probably the greatest marathoner of all time, um, and his motto is no human is limited. And that mm. contributes, uh, that uh, you know, um, parlays to everyone. Any, any lifestyle you have, you can look at that and say, okay, you know, it's something I can do. Um, you can do things you didn't think you were able to do. And he's a runner, right? So, um it's it's just amazing to see you know how much power athletes have and how the conversation is
1: continuing beyond sport
0: It is Nico, what what do you think?
1: I mean, I spot on Mark, and then and for me, I think um, you know and something we spoke about early before the call areas, I think I think vulnerability is is a, is a huge strength, and and generally in the sporting culture, it's actually seen the opposite. Um, where if you if you show you're vulnerable,'re you're, you're seen as weak. Um, and 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 we're super glad that now athletes are, are you know using their platform. These, these super elite, top of the top athletes are using their platform to build these conversations because they have such a, a strong following. Um, you know where people really do uh, believe, in, and to them they're like superheroes, right? Like like we spoke about. Um, and so you know for me, there's 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 three steps to kind of um, getting through mental health a little bit, a, a difficult situation. And, and the first one for me is being aware that you're vulnerable and that you're going through something difficult. Um, You know, the second is accepting it uh, and accepting that, yeah, you are in a rough patch and and that you might be struggling a little bit. And then finally the third, and I feel the most important is uh, being able to share it with somebody, a community, you know, a group of people, some friends, whoever it is that you know is going to support you and help you get through it. Um, And I think that might be the hardest, I think for a lot of us, because, you know, when, when, when you tell somebody you're struggling with mental health, um, it's an uncomfortable conversation because you're really putting yourself out there and and showing that you're vulnerable. Um, and as we said, in, in in the society we live in today, um, most of the time vulnerability is seen as weakness. Um, so uh, you know, for me, seeing these athletes uh, use their platforms to 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 push this out and and show people that it's okay, you know, to to speak about this and and to be vulnerable, I think is is huge and and so important. And so for us, you know, just using the small platform we have. Uh, through 48 to to do this, um, you know we're super happy and proud, and 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 like Mark said, um, you know we've, got, we've we've started to to really uh, get a following, and and hopefully we can continue because it's meant so much to us. The messages we're getting from from people, you know, all around the country.
0: Because Mark, it, it is about having the conversation, right? It is about and there's so many things that are going on in this world, and and it's unfortunate because there there look there's so many positives about social media, right? But on the other side of it. Uh, let's be honest, it's hard to share your emotions in 120 characters. <laughs> you, you know, there, there's things that you really need to sit and talk about. You know, I, I often share with my audience, guys, that, um, you know, when I work with high school kids uh, in, in an organization that's athletes, helping athletes out in Long Island, and, uh, you know, we're talking to them and sometimes you see two people sitting next to each other, guys, and they're texting each other rather than turning their heads and talking. And so that conversation is something that, you know, we really need to open up in a lot of ways because that's how we learn about each other. That's how we find out that, you know, there are some differences, but the differences aren't as different as we may think they are, Mark.
2: Absolutely. and It's such a good point. I think there's there's no reason to hide any struggle that you're going through with someone else. Um, there, maybe there are reasons, but in, in my opinion, they're not, they're not good enough reasons because the people you're surrounded by want to see you happy they want to see you healthy. And I think something that, you know, the, the people in, in that completed this run all experience is that there's strength in numbers and being able to share your experiences with other people, um, that may lead that person to open up about something that they're going through. That you might not have expected i think when it comes to mental health people often internalize their experience as something that only they are going through and that can make it a lot worse than it really is um so i think when you have those conversations it might be a small action that has big implications to what path you're on um or even to making a change uh, positively for someone else so when you see athletes step out and, and kind of um, start those conversations and be open about their experiences. It's extremely encouraging uh, for so many people in so many different ways. So I think that's a a cool aspect of this challenge is that we've been able to create a new conversation, Uh, not one that maybe hasn't been had before, but it's new um, and it touches different people. So our community is continuing to grow. And that's something that we're really excited to continue uh, for hopefully years and years to come. So,
0: and Nico, you find out more about yourself as you open up to other people, don't you?
1: One hundred percent, and it's you know it's you give and take, and the more I give to you, I think the more I can also take from you um, and learn from you know. So I, I couldn't agree more with that with that comment, Larry.
0: All right, Mark, take me through this route now through Salt Lake City and Los Angeles. You must see some beautiful cities and towns. What's it like? Take us through the route.
2: It is pretty surreal. One one experience I had, we were so we started in Salt Lake City, and we'll definitely touch on each city. But um, I there was one run I remember specifically. So we were in Wellington, Utah, and that run started I think about 3 a.m. Pitch black in the side of a road. We have headlamps on. There's a bus behind us lighting up the road. Um, Finished that run. Everyone is pretty tired, right? So we all go to sleep. And when I say sleep, it's kind of like a power nap. Um, we could touch on some recovery technology as well that we were using but you sleep for two hours if you can shut your eyes when i woke up from that run larry i got off the bus and i was in the middle of moab and you're looking up just like red rocks and you're just like hold on three hours ago i was in the side of rose pitch black and now i'm in one of the most beautiful national parks in the country mm. so things like that made the experience pretty incredible we timed it out really well luckily i think it's a somewhat of a miracle that we got to each of our locations. The bus didn't break down. I think that was a, a massive thing. So um, Mojave Desert at sunrise wow. is incredible Zion National Park. Um, but just the things that, again, running will take you places, right? Um, you have these eye-opening experiences that are um, unforgettable in will last life, a lifetime. Nico, I know you had some favorite spots as well.
1: Oh, no question. No question. Uh, for me, uh, some of the guys actually on the bus, bring up what Mark said, um, when... He, after that Wellington run, which was at 3 a.m., you know, pitch, pitch black, and, and we started driving over, and they wake up and, and see Moab. A lot of them were like, this is like a time machine, this bus. You know, mm-hmm. like, where at one moment we're here, I wake up and we're in this unbelievable, you know, new scenic place. Um, so I thought that was pretty funny and special that the guys were, were, were kind of saying it. it It thought it resembled a time machine. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, personally, I mean, one of, the, one of the runs that was pretty special was uh, Zion National Park. Um, and the reason it was was because um, – so we're on our way and, and, and we're a little short on time. And for this one, logistically, uh, we got pushed back. Um, and so we kind of had to pivot last second. And it was like, all right, well, all right, let's just try to drive out. Instead of our exact location where we planned the run, we're just going to try to drive out and get as close as we can, um, knowing we weren't going to make it. And so we just hop off on the side of the road. Um, and next thing you know, it ends up being the most, in my opinion, the best and most planned out run Um for the guys. And I think everybody, you know, in the group really appreciated the the scenery that we kind of put ourselves in. And it just happened to be an accident just because we did we weren't going to meet our actual uh, location for one of them completely. So that was, that was a pretty special run for me how we all just pivoted. And next thing you know, it it ends up being one of the most uh, beautiful runs we did along the way. Um, But one thing I do want to talk about uh, really quickly was, you know, we picked these, these uh, locations for obviously many reasons. These are some unbelievable locations, destinations that people want to see throughout their lives. Um, I will say, so like Lake Powell, uh, while being there, I, I I had this moment while we were on the run, um, at horseshoe bend where it it just, everything got into perspective on like being present and really appreciating the the important things in life. And so seeing something so beautiful, um, meant so much to me and, and put it into perspective on, we get caught in this like day to day, you know, the cycle and the rat race. Um, and we, and, and that can cause so much stress for so many people. And so, I found it really important at times to, you know, and that was one of the moments where I was like, wow, appreciate where you are, um, appreciate the beautiful things in life, and, and sometimes don't don't take life too serious and, and be present. Um, and that was a, a really special moment for me there at the Horseshoe Bend.
0: Mark, so so what I'm hearing is for for the runners, and I guess not being a runner, runners feel that way all the time, I would think, but I guess being a runner helps you, Clear your head, right? It helps put things in perspective, as Nico was saying. It helps you really appreciate and bond with your surroundings, wherever it may be.
2: Absolutely. The runner's high is, um, has some, some scientific backing to it, but um, there are certain uh, things in your body that are released uh, when you run um, that make your brain feel a little bit happy, like endorphins. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's, uh, again, I think you know, as a sport, it's accessible to people. Um, and it's something that, that you can go out and do. Um, and like I said, it's measurable right you can see how you're improving um on a run and then it's something you can do with other people as well um, running communities throughout cities um, throughout the country have been growing super quickly i think um, especially in the past year because it's an outlet for people it's something that people can meet up with other people um while still being safe and, and at a distance uh, but it's something you can do with groups of people um, who are at your ability level which i think is super encouraging um, now, throughout this run, we, I think, were all enjoying it without question. Um, had some moments to, you know, reflect and look back on the entire challenge. But there was one moment, uh, another fun moment, that stuck out to me. So, Larry, one of the runs we did was in Monument Valley, the Forest Gump run, mm. right? So um, incredibly scenic, incredibly beautiful. So we all get off the bus. We're trying to, again, time this one right. Um, we're starting about to start the run while looking around. We're
1: like, Nico, Nico,
2: where is he? Nico comes on top of the bus, standing, and he has a full Forrest Gump costume on. <laughs> Bubba Gum shrimp hat, wig, clothes, everything. And we're all like, oh, my God. It's an incredible moment standing up there. Because you have to remember, we're all on this bus together, so everyone knows who's like who has what stuff. And Nico, from the get-go, had this box. We're like, what is the box? So he came out, um, and just absolutely legendary from him. So we got some cool content. It's on the Instagram page. It's uh, official Route Forty Eight, um, so you can check out what that looked like. But that was uh, that was a highlight for me seeing him. Because for me, people used to yell at me, "Run, Mark, run!" when I was in high school. So that was a cool run. Then Nico comes out and he's just buzzing. So that was uh, that was phenomenal. A plus there, no doubt.
0: Way to keep things light, Nico. <laughs> Yes,
1: yes, I had to had to bring a little humor into it. I will say even funnier is the only size they had was a youth XL. So oh, if you look better. at the pictures everything <laughs> everything is a little tight. <laughs> but uh but yeah, I was I was really glad to be able to kind of uh bring a little humor to it. You know, we were pretty much halfway uh when we were, when we got to Forest Gump Hill, so it was a, it was a moment where it's like, hey, let's everybody laugh a little bit, enjoy a little bit and remember that we're doing this for a great cause and have a little fun with it.
0: Mark Villalone and Nico Mello are part of Route 48. They're doing a tremendous job in supporting Still I Run, which is a group that wants to bring the idea of mental health awareness to the forefront. You're listening to New York Sports and Beyond here on 98.7 ESPN. I'm Larry Hardesty. What was it about the organization Still I Run that made Route 48 want to get involved? We'll explain next. You're listening to New York Sports and Beyond on 98.7 ESPN. I'm Larry Hardesty. Let's conclude our chat with Nico Mello and Mark Villalone from Route 48 supporting Still I Run. All right. Mark, take me through the preparation you guys have for this run, and Nico, tell me how you recover after it. Mark, you go first. I think
2: maybe we'll flip that. I think my preparation just as a runner uh, might have been a little bit different than the other crew, and then when it comes to recovery technology, I can speak to that. So, Nico, I think you have a pretty good eye on, on how people are able to prepare for this massive undertaking.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, this, this group, if, uh, if, if for everybody to know, it's, it's from all over the country, so we have people from Oregon, Texas, you know, I'm Florida, Mark's New York, I'm kind of all over the country. And so a big part of this was, you know, we weren't able to train together physically, um, but we were on the phone every single day or every other day, you know, in constant communication, just kind of, hey, how's everyone doing? Make sure we're training and preparing properly. So for us, a big thing was getting your miles in throughout the week um, just to prepare as much as possible for this run. I know personally for me, what I was doing was I was pushing. I was doing mileage and, and time splits a lot faster than what we were aiming for in terms of, uh, you know, the time for each mile. And so I think by prepping and, and, and trying to go faster to, the at the pace we went during the challenge it felt a lot easier for the guys. And I think it played a huge part in, in really everybody completing this together because that, that was a surprising part was I honestly thought at, at one point, you know, some people were going to crash, but I think because we prepared so well prior to the actual run, um, we were all able to complete it. Yes, there were a couple – not a couple, a lot of cramps along the way, uh, which is where the recovery was huge. But overall, um, us prepping kind of together virtually from wherever location we were at played a huge part in, in being able to complete this together.
0: Excellent. All right, Mark, take us, take us through that recovery period. I know this got to be substantial.
2: Absolutely. It's, it's, recovery is key, as I like to say. Um, but the preparation for something like this is extremely important. But I think when you get to a certain point, your muscles will break down and your mind will be what carries you to the finish line. And that's what happened for almost everyone in this group. Hmm. Um, but it would be nice if your legs felt good, too. So yeah. <laughs> when it came to the recovery, uh, the recovery piece, um, we incorporated a lot of different types of recovery technology. So we had different types of um, automated massage tools. We had heat and vibration wraps. Um, we had a trainer, Alicia, um, who worked with a lot of the guys from UNC, uh, when they were in college, she was gracious enough to drop everything and come on this bus with us for the entire trip, um, wow. to help, you know, keep our bodies intact. Um, now the other element, Larry, is sleep. So we mm. kind of became slaves to this schedule of running for 30 to 40 minutes, attempting to sleep or nap and eat for the next two to and a half hours then get off the bus and then go run four miles and do it again uh, throughout different hours of the day. Right. So there's a, there's a power nap technology that we were using that incorporates some bio signaling and a special type of meditation music that helps to kind of optimize uh, sleep patterns in a short period of time. Um, it doesn't get you Delta waves, which is a, a deep type of sleep. We're getting to some of the science here, but uh, something we talked about on on the trip was uh, no Delta but i um, still getting theta, which is a restorative sleep. So um, after the trip, we all needed some more Delta waves for sure. But long story short, recovery is <laughs> essential for, for anything that you're doing um, when it comes to uh, physical activity. Um, but it also comes, you know, applies to your everyday life, right? If you're stressed mm. out, you need to take your time. Nico said before that the world moves fast. If you don't take your time, you'll move fast with it. And, and that can lead to breakdown quickly. So uh, recovery was key for us. Um, And it always is, whether that's meditation, whether that's trying to get a massage or even just going for a walk to flush out the legs. Um, It plays a big part and I think helped everyone to to go the extra mile, so to speak, for this challenge.
1: Yeah,
0: Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I, I can understand that. And Nico, look, here's the bottom line with all athletes, right? People look at it and we talk about the athletic talent. But the mind is very important. The mind is, is more important, is, is equally, if not more important, than your athletic abilities.
1: Totally agreed. Totally agreed. I mean, I mean yeah, the mind, the, the things the mind can do, um, you know, if you take care of it, it are, are unbelievable. And so, yeah, I think taking care of the mind is just as important as the body. Um, so, making time for yourself is, is a critical point for, for anything, for mental health and for your happiness, is giving your personal time to, to kind of balance out and, and reach that equilibrium again. I think is super important.
0: Now, guys, before I ask you to uh, give the uh, information again, how people can contact and get involved and do and and you know support what you're doing, uh, Mark, Dave Rothenberg is you know hosts the show here, Monday through Fridays from five day with D uh, uh, Rick, Rick, with Rick DPH. I used to talk for a living with Rick D-Pietro and Chris Canty, and then he has his own show, Hockey Show, on Saturday morning and his private show on Saturday. And anybody that listens to Dave knows that he has. Unbelievable stories. He's got a story for everything from throwing uh, treadmills through windows and throwing wedding DVDs. (laughs) It's usually around the Giants. It's usually around them. But he also has stories about his son's Little League baseball game. Now, Mark, I want to hear your side of the story that Davis told over and over and over again.
2: The R. Monk Bobcats shout out to the championship team of which my younger brother and myself were a part of. Um, those stories sound just like Dave that you were describing, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that was one of the uh, best on-air uh, replays that I've heard in a long time, so credit to Dave for that. So if anyone hasn't heard it, um, there was a, a youth baseball team that was competing for the championship. I was the third base coach for that team uh, and my dad was a coach and Dave was also um, on on the uh, on the sidelines coaching up the team as well throughout the season comes to the championship I had just graduated college and was gearing up to go overseas on a vacation uh, neglecting my responsibilities as a third base coach for the team I go on a trip my dad calls Dave said Dave third base coach out of the country we need you Dave like the saint that he is, drops everything and now has the opportunity to fill in and coach third base. Um without me, that would not have been possible. So <laughs> um listen, Dave did a phenomenal job. Obviously they won the championship big game, um incredible moments for the team and obviously for him. Um everyone enjoyed it. That was just yeah, that was just an amazing thing. Again, going through sport, everyone's having a great time. You mm-hmm. group of kids and they um they go out and uh perform and it's uh yeah, it was just a fun moment. Uh, Dave's great. Uh, his son's great. So it's always fun to hang out with them and the, the sidelines. Those were some memories that they'll all have for a while.
0: And Mark, now you know that Dave has said he's the greatest third base coach ever. Thank you.
2: I'm not, I'm <laughs> not going to say he learned everything from me, but there's not anything he didn't learn from me.
0: <laughs> so in other words, Mark, you taught him everything he knows, but you didn't teach him everything you know.
2: Uh it's perfect. Bro. Perfect. <laughs> so, right, you know, he, he's still rooting for the Mets for some reason. I couldn't tell you why.
0: Come on, Mark, I'm a um, Met New fan York too. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Yankees town. <laughs> New York is a Yankees
2: town. Forever will be. Let's get that. Okay, back to still our
0: run. Here we go. Yeah, that's for sure. Listen, we could we can agree we can agree it's, it's it we can agree it's a Yankee town, but you know what? It's a lot, a lot of Yankee fans grumbling right now. So we'll move on from that. Guys, listen, give me the um information again, the charity website, the fundraising page, uh, for the great work that you're doing.
1: So it is give.classy.org backlash root forty eight.
0: All right. Listen. I'll say it um, again. Give please dot
1: classy.org backlash root forty-eight.
0: Nico, Mark. Instagram. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry.
2: Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Instagram, if you want to follow on Instagram, we have a donation link there as well. It's official underscore root underscore 48 Uh, a lot of cool videos there you can kind of check out some of the journey one more time yes instagram official underscore root underscore 48
0: mark nico it was great meeting you guys this morning and listen uh continue the great work that you're doing let's get more runners involved so you have to get a second bus that you can have people have a little caravan going along and and it's all for a great it's all for a great cause. It's for mental health awareness. And listen, there are a lot of folks struggling in silence and what you guys are doing is helping that in your, in your, you know, coordination with the still I run, you're bringing it home that, that it's okay to have this issue. It's okay to talk about it and it's okay to get help guys. It was great talking to you this morning. Thanks very much.
1: Mary, thank you so much for having us. We we really do appreciate it. and, And it's been an honor. Larry, thank
0: you. That wraps up this edition of New York Sports and Beyond on 98.7 ESPN. I'm Larry Hardesty. We thank you for listening. We'll join you this evening during the week on ESPN New York Tonight with Gordon Dahmer and right back here next Sunday morning on New York Sports and Beyond. For my incredibly talented all-world producer, Ray Santiago, and the coach, Anthony Pusick, we'll see you next week. The conversation continues right here, right now, on 98.7 ESPN New York.